Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today is day four of Bible study. And today we're going to begin talking about how Jesus begins his public ministry. First, I would like to start off with reminding you guys that I have an Etsy shop and it has different clothing and items that share the word of God. So please check it out. Just go to my website, createyourearthlife.com and click on merch and everything purchased helps support the podcast. All right, let's start our Bible study with a little prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for loving us and guiding us and protecting us. And thank you for this platform so I am able to share the word of God and so that I am able to gain wisdom from you and so that I am able to meet new people and learn the word of God through them. I'm so grateful for all that you do. And please open our eyes so that while we read the Bible, we are able to gain the knowledge that you would like us to have as well as you would like us to share. All right. Thank you, God. Amen. All right, guys. So today we are going to start in Matthew 4, 1 through 17. Satan tempts Jesus. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he was fasted, he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Afterward, he was hungry. Now when the temper came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone." Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. And the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now when Jesus had heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, what it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. For that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So I have a few things that I wrote down that I wanted to go over for this um, particular reading. So let's read it over again, and I will stop um, when I get to those things. Then Jesus, okay, so it starts, the title is Satan Tempts Jesus. 
Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the temper came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, and this is the part I wrote this down because I love this. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So he's saying that we, we not only can't live without food, but we can't live without God. You know, that it's written, he says it, it's, you, you cannot, you're right, you cannot live without bread, you cannot live without food, but you cannot live without God. And so he's saying, well, give me, turn these stones into bread. And he's saying, well, it's going to do you no good because you live without God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle, so the highest part of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, so hold you up, support you, and lest means to avoid, to prevent, to prevent you from hitting your foot against the stone. So he's saying, well, uh, if, if, uh, if you're the son of God, throw yourself off this highest point of the temple and the angels of God shall hold you and protect you up and you will not get hurt if, if you are, if you actually are. And he's testing him and Jesus says to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. You hear that, guys? Only you shall serve him. So there are a lot of things um, nowadays that are mainstream that we don't even realize we're doing um, is a way to worship other uh, gods or other, you know, um, other things, or even just the materialistic things. That's just worshiping Satan, basically, because he, you know, is like he's the thing. He's the like the god of worldly things, um, which he's not going to get you anywhere. When you die, you're dead. But uh, when you follow the the path of God, um, the narrow path follow the Holy Spirit, then you continue to live. Um, but yeah, so nowadays, um, I've just learned recently about yoga. Um, I guess that there are poses that while you're doing yoga, there are poses that are representation of worshiping other gods. And so people think even if you are doing Christian, um, you're saying Christian things, and you're worshiping God while doing yoga. People think, some people think that uh, you're still getting in those positions that potentially worshiping other gods. Um, so that's something to think about. And there are other things, too, that we do um, that worship others. And it says very clearly here, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Okay, so then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. And this title is, Jesus Begins His Galilean Ministry. And ministry means to actively carry out, uh, okay, 
It's activity carried out by Christians to express or spread their faith. So someone said um, to me recently that this podcast uh, said something like, this is a really good ministry of yours. And I was like, what? Like, I thought I didn't, I don't know what I thought it meant. I guess I just never looked it up. And I didn't think my podcast was something like that. But it is. Um, I'm a Christian and I'm expressing and spreading uh, my faith through this podcast. So that's what Jesus is about to do, what we're reading right now. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah and prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee, and Gentiles, the people who sat in the darkness, have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, which preach means to publicly proclaim or teach, and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, now we're going to read Luke 4, 14 through 44. All right. Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So synagogue is the building where a Jewish assembly or congregation meets for religious worship and instruction. And glorified is represented in a way as to appear more elevated or special. Jesus rejected at Nazareth. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and took, stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the the acceptable year of the Lord." Then he closed the book and gave it to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, You will surely be you will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarphath in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow, and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and 
thrust him out of the city, and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Jesus cast out an unclean spirit. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word with an authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Do you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then he were all, then they were all amazed and smoke spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is, for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirit, and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place to the surrounding region. Peter's mother-in-law healed. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. Many healed after, after Sabbath sunset. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Jesus preaches in Galilee. Now when it was day, he departed and went to a deserted place, and the crowd sought him, and he came to him, and he tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogue of Galilee. All right, guys, so let's start back at the beginning and go over some of this information that we just read, go over this reading. So we are starting at 4, 14 through 44. Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Jesus rejected at Nazareth, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And his custom, so custom means um, an action or way of behaving that is usual and traditional among the people in a particular group or place. So basically um, his behavior, his traditional way of being. So however Jesus was, that is what custom means. So, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. So Sabbath is the day of religion observance and abstinence from work. So usually on Sundays is the Christian Sabbath where we don't work and we go to church and we pray and we read the Bible. Um, I personally think we should do those things every day, but I think the significance of Sabbath is the fact that we don't work. So we can do those things every day, but we usually work. Um, but Sabbath, Sundays, we usually don't work. 
And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me. So anointed means to pour oil on someone's body or head. It is like a... a special like religious or spiritual like a ceremony I guess you could say um, so it says because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty so liberty means freedom from physical restraint uh, restraint so to proclaim proclaim is to announce difficult diffi- Oh, wait, sorry. (laughs) To announce officially or publicly. So to announce freedom um, of physical strength to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant, which an attendant is a person employed to provide a service to the public in a particular place or a person who is present at an event, meeting, or function. So he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth and they said is this not joseph's son he said to them you will surely say this proverb so proverb means a short pithy saying and general use stating a general truth or piece of advice so i had no idea that that's what a proverb was that it's a a stating a general truth or piece of advice so he said to them you will surely say this proverb to me this Piece of advice. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine, so starvation, throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zerubbabel, in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow and many lepers so lepers are a person who is avoided or rejected by others for moral or social reasons many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian so all those in the synagogue when they heard these things were filled with wrath and they rose up and thrust him out of the city and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built so the brow is the highest point of the hill that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Jesus cast out an unclean spirit. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teachings, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. So rebuke is to reprimand and to con convict by exposing a wrong 
And when the demon had thrown him in his midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is, for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirit. And they come out, and the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Peter's mother-in-law healed. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's home house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. Many healed after Sabbath sunset. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought him to him, brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Jesus preached in Galilee. Now when it was the day, he departed and went into a deserted place. And the crowd saw him, and he came to him and cried to him, cried, and he tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom the God, of God to the other cities also, because of this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogue of Galilee. So I really enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty interesting, the fact that Jesus can just touch someone and heal them. And so this, if you guys know, you guys know I came from the New Age practice, and I have converted to Christian. So in the New Age practice, one thing is uh, people, or what is part of New Age practice is Reiki, and which Reiki is like when you put your hands on someone or hover above someone and you like move energy around and you help heal their body and um it's just I mean you never say like oh I'm going to be able to heal you but it's supposed to help with resting your body and healing your body and whatnot and I learned how to do Reiki at my university the school the college that I went to and I became certified to Reiki practitioner um and they said that you could go to hospitals and do Reiki on people and it would help them. And for Christian people, um, you would just refer to them. You say, oh, it's like when Jesus touched touched people. Um, you know, they basically said that's what you'd say to a Christian. So I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of, like, why Reiki is not acceptable to Christians. Um, I just know that it's not a Christian thing. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not something that Christians do, um, and the reasonings behind it, I'm not 100% sure I need to do some research, and I am going to do a podcast talking about it, but I just thought that was very interesting how Jesus did that, um, healed people, and now we kind of try to mimic that behavior, but, uh, we are not Jesus, we're not God, so, I think maybe, I guess my assumption would be part of why Reiki isn't acceptable is because we're using ourselves to heal ourselves and other people instead of relying on God and asking God for assistance and leaning on him. Um, So it kind of takes God out of the picture. And if you do not have God in your life, as we read earlier, then you're basically, you're dead. You know, you, you do not bear fruit. Okay, guys. Um... I thought this was a good reading. I hope you guys enjoyed. Come back tomorrow. We will be having Bible study once again. We will be studying. Let's see what we'll be studying tomorrow. 
Jesus calls his disciples. So that's what we'll be studying tomorrow is his uh, calling of disciples. All right, if you enjoyed, please leave a review if you you are listening on iTunes. And if you would like to support the podcast, please check out createyourearthlife.com and click on merch and check out the things I have there. I have uh, cups and a phone case and clothing that help share the word of God. I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless.